Hello and welcome to this surprise special Christmas edition of the Making Laps podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my co-host and brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. And with us on the line is our Florida connection, Santa Phil Jakes. Here's a gift for you. gets better with uh, time, so we might let this one go for a little bit. Yeah, I'm curious to see where this goes. It's like Ashton Kutcher and Keanu Reeves put together a punk band. It's like Blink-182 parodying Blink-182 from early days. Some 41 does Blink-182. That's basically it. Anyway, rating. Uh, 4.6. Oh, really? That didn't score very high. <laughs> we no, thought you'd like it's, it. It's not special. Yeah, I know, but we thought you'd like it. It's good. It's just not special. Oh. oh. I like it to be special. Phil has very... <laughs> <laughs> Have anybody else ever... Give me asked... some more piano music. <laughs> has anybody actually listened to this show? We're full of fail. No. Oh, man. So, Why yeah, surprise. this? What are you drinking Diet Coke over there? Jesus. He's got to reduce some figure. Sorry. Has anybody seen me lately? I got to reduce two figures. Um, yeah, so anyway, surprise. We said we probably weren't going to do one, and uh, I got talked into doing one. So, uh, By who? You? Nah, Phil, <laughs> Phil kind of wanted to do one, and I'm like, ah, we could knock the rust off and do a, a Christmas episode, even though nothing's really going on, even though, <laughs> to be fair, a lot is kind of going on. So we figured we had enough to fill an episode, and... Why not? You know, anyway. There's so, lots of news since the last episode. There is. That's why I figured we could do one. Yeah. Um, we usually start our episodes off with personal updates, and I think that's where a bulk of this show is going to come from because a lot has really gone on. Uh, in the spirit of giving, I should give the floor over to Phil since he's had a lot of updates lately. So I'll give it he's to him. He's the first. only one that's probably done something. Except for me. I mean, I've been in the shop, I just haven't been driving. Yeah, I mean, Brent's built a whole new car. I've just been driving in circles. But, no, uh, we we got the car up to RFD Motorsports, went through it thoroughly, found a bunch of issues, corrected those, and took it to the Freedom Factory, uh, or DeSoto, as I call it, which it's it's both originally known as. Uh, it's always going to be DeSoto to me. Just like if they change the Speedball name for some dumb reason, it's always going to be the Speedball. I'm trying to think of other but anyway, examples, but yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, no, we we took the car down, and it was really good right off the trailer, which is the first time the car felt completely different than it has since I've been driving it. Uh, probably because the suspension actually works now. <laughs> but yeah, I know that's always uh, beneficial. I can't wait till my um, car does that. Yeah, <laughs> you, well, you'll actually have drive off. That would be interesting. I can't wait to see what happens with that. Maybe I'll actually move but yeah, forward. <laughs> car, car was really good. It was it was a talked about car at the track that day, which was always nice to to have. Um, they didn't really have official times. It was all stopwatch, but we were running low eights. I think it was, 
right off the trailer and it took everybody else a while to really catch up and then a bunch of guys strapped on tires uh because oh. why not spend seven hundred dollars <laughs> for a set of tires on a practice day um i was waiting for you to say yeah. they strapped on rubber yes <laughs> sorry we're punching i mean it, it's been a while yeah what, what are you gonna what do you expect from uh, us are I mean, we not seriously. saying phrasing anymore there you go phrasing <laughs> phrasing but yeah, the car was really good. It was it was snug landing to the center, so Phrasing. I pulled a little bit of bar out of it, and we're also going to lower the nose to get it down working in the geometry a little better. But other than that, gear change, and we're going to send it. It was I could put it anywhere I wanted, so it was really nice to have that. Obviously, that track sat for quite a long time unused in the Florida uh, weather. I mean, it's probably soft land, lots of rain different i mean they don't have like freeze thaw cycles like we do up here but like i know no. it's, a completely it's probably different a pretty animal, green so. racetrack and a green racetrack is a pretty it's fast probably racetrack. really bumpy is what i was thinking yeah they probably it, it's it extremely bumpy and and honestly it's not really fast right now because guys they used to run a, a five uh 500 rear gear there and there was guys running all the way up to a 542 okay so it, the yeah. track Track was slow. It'll pick up as it rubbers up, but there's new asphalt in turn three and four that uh, kind of changed the way you drive the track a little bit there. Uh, one and two is extremely bumpy. I was probably one of the very few cars there that was getting over the bumps in one and two without a problem. My car was stuck to the track. I could drive up above them, down below them, through them, no matter what. It The car just turned, did what I wanted it to there. So, but It likes it. I. I expect, I expect it to be a two groove track late in the race when now, we finally get to it. The place is worn out. It's going to be a tire, tire race. Now, is the place like turn two Thompson bumpy, or is it like Waterford bumpy? Like, you know, I don't know if you know the. I'm sure you do know the difference, but you know, big bumps or like speed bumps. It's like driving down the speed around the speedball really slow right now with all the potholes the bowl has so it's like cobblestone yeah it's it's super super bumpy through three and four, uh one and two three and four is really nice because they pit they paved one whole patch all the way through the corner oh like thompson but did. they just patched yeah little individual patches through one and two and it's it's definitely rough and wear you wear your neck out well, that's just because we're out of shape, like racing shape. If we actually raced a lot, we'd probably have necks for racing. Like if I go to the speed yeah. bowl or something, my neck wears out. Or if we have long green flag runs, my neck wears out because I only race six times a year and I don't work my neck out. So it's like, this sucks. That that was the thing. I did a 30-lap run towards the end of the day just to, to see how the car would transition through a bit of a run. And after like 20 laps, I was like, fuck <laughs> just wore out it's well haven't been in a car at all since september last year i'd been in a car pretty steadily even though i didn't race mine uh, a whole lot i did practice a bunch of other cars and test a, a bunch of cars for people so um you know what i did to, to mine, get back i actually took old you know the soft roll bar padding that's not really good but everybody uses yeah. it anyway i just zip tied that to the right side headrest of my car and I can just prop my head against it. It's pretty fine. I was actually talking to Daniel about a uh, a different seat today. He's got a LaJoy seat sitting over at the house that he pulled out of one of the Superlay models. And uh, he said he'd sell it to me. 
if it fits me. So I always liked my old LaJoy. I'm much smaller and would not fit in that bathtub anymore. But uh, if if I can get a LaJoy, I'll get a LaJoy. I am much larger, and I'm surprised I still fit in mine. <laughs> so there, there's that. Oh, man. I was going to let you finish. I'd keep cutting you off, but. Oh, no, that, that just that place is badass. It, it was nice to go to somewhere where I walked in the door and I felt confident. Like these small tracks, I don't like. I, I'm just doing it to get used to it and be a better racer, but I don't necessarily enjoy racing at these small places. You go to this place, it's about four tenths of a mile. They tried to tell you three eighths bullshit i've been to the speed bowl i've been to seekonk i've been to speed world in orlando those are three eights this is not a three eights yeah it's not a so, three eights but it's not a half mile either so no it's got about 18 degrees of banking so you you can carry a ton of speed through the corners there and it was nice to go back to somewhere where i'm comfortable and even though i've never dri- driven there the first time i went off into the corner i was like oh it's a mini thompson basically yeah it's basically it's scaled basically down. what i felt yeah how so. how warm was it? Uh, that day it was sixty five. Today Ooh, that sounds it nice. Is... So you were in a blanket and and uh, full full, full uh, parka. parka. Yeah. No, no, I had the, I did have the heat on in the trailer though. <laughs> Poor baby. <laughs> no. Not not even kidding. <laughs> As of recording currently, it is thirty nine degrees with a feel a uh, real feel of thirty four. How are you not in a state of emergency? Yeah. For, how are people Florida not is dying? Broken. So, somebody call <laughs> one of the 67 million HVAC companies and fix this shit, please. Uh, let's see. We are 27 currently. So that's not bad. That's not horrible. It's better than eight like it was the other night. Well, Canterbury was, was We were, we were 22 the other morning, and I was just like, oh, my Tuesday. God. Welcome to Weather Talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, for Florida, twenty-two, it sends the locals into a state of emergency. They they just I don't figured know what they to were do. all. I figured all the the quote unquote locals would be used to it because they're all transplants from up here anyway. You do get to have a, a good idea of what everybody has in their guest rooms for comforters and sheets and whatnot because it's all over everybody's fucking plants outside. <laughs> no, the frost. We have a gross season twenty four. Let me protect my azaleas. Yeah, let them die. That's a, that's Egyptian cotton three hundred thread count. No, this is Florida. We're talking here, bub. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're lucky to have a burlap sack. Well, in their trailer. or something. <laughs> and and then you have the Walgreens as you're coming out of my neighborhood that just habitually leaves the sprinklers on no matter what the temperature is. Oh, so it's nice and, and icy right on that corner. Turned an entire four-way intersection into a gigantic skating rink. Oh man, that would be rad. Uh they they did it three or four times last year. I'm like, you guys don't learn. So when it's is your Florida. next race going to be down there? Uh, next race is January seventh at the Freedom Factory. Seventy-five laps with the SRL Sportsman Series now. Oh, they uh, renamed no longer it. the Wheelman Series. Okay. S- yeah, because Ricky works with the SRL guys, right? And, um, well, Ricky, Ricky is the SRL. Well, that makes sense now. So yeah, so, it's all SRL then. Yeah, yeah, put it under one blanket. Well, not? I hope I hope the weather holds up. And I mean, good, you know, and uh, doesn't uh, cancel the races for you. I will be, be fine. Nice, I I'm just. This is a race that I actually, for once, have confidence about. So I'm I'm hoping to go in there and have a good solid top ten run. 
there's 33 cars showed up for the test session and i personally expect to see 45 maybe 50 cars be so, main yeah you're gonna you're gonna be qualifying into this show so the fact that we had speed off the trailer kind of eased well, my nerves a little well, bit that's good because don't they tra time trial down there also you get, you get a five laps that's all you yeah, get yeah, is yeah, it group yeah. qualifying or is it time trialing Two, two or three cars. They might do three cars at a time here. Usually at yeah. Citrus they do two, but it's mm. it's a group qualifying. A you go track. out, you get a dead lap, you come to green, five laps, cool down, pull into the infield, and get out of your car and be exposed to anybody that might spin off the corner and kill you. Right. Yes. <laughs> Great idea. Oh, it's. I make sure to stand as far into the infield and keep my head on a swivel. It, I would makes go me stand, nervous. I would just go Safety is not paramount. I would just go stand next to the ambulance. They have those uh, jersey barriered in. What's what's an ambulance? Oh, that's right. Safety. Oh, uh, speedy dry truck then. What What's a speedy dry truck? Uh, whatever they uh, – how about uh, dune buggy? Do they have one of those dune at Dune buggy? Track? We have those. Okay, go stand next to that. How about the man and with the have, water bucket? Yeah. We have a golf cart too. Oh, the guy with the water bucket as well, yeah. I look. I can't. I give these tracks a hard time about the safety stuff, and it is what it is down here. But God damn it, I got to be honest. These tracks are badass down here compared to up there. <laughs> I I love just Stafford and I love Thompson, but these tracks got character. They're not just an oval. They have character. What? Every single one of them drives different, looks different, it's shaped different. What ours aren't that good? What the well, hell? Uh, no, I just mean another... as far as like. Character's another Staff word for uh, dead tra someone, death trap. Yeah, it, you might <laughs> impale yourself on the armco. If you catch fire, it's gonna burn <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah you might hit the no, in, just... the infield where they got the lump of uh, mound of dirt next to the. Uh, you, you go light off pole into the tree, launching Le off the, the light, light pole. pole. You yeah. can launch over onto the the pace car, like yeah. that one guy did. Yeah. No, I just like the. Citrus, you got to drive one and two different than three and four drastically. It's not like Stafford where you entered a little different or Thompson where you enter a little different. It's a drastic change. And it, I think as a driver, it makes you think and it makes you much better in traffic. Hmm. Yeah. Well, going to different racetracks also, uh, you could see the differences, get the characterization of them, and you learn to be a better race car driver so that you could figure out. Uh, what's different about these tracks and how to attack them, and then you can you yeah. can be more successful even at your own track as the conditions change. So, well, it's yeah. like Showtime too. Showtime down here, I would probably compare that to something like a Hudson up there. And I, I'm not saying the tracks up north is nothing unique. It's on me for not traveling, but the mm. tracks down here, they're just they're cool. They're worn out. They don't have grip, and you got to drive. All right. Anything else? I'll give you the last nope. word. All right. I might as well give my Let's updates. hear about you building a brand new race car. Yep. I've pretty much took and cut my race car completely in half. Uh, if nobody subscribes to my YouTube channel, I chronicled literally the whole thing, and that's available over at uh, YouTube.com slash Brent Gleason. I know it's an inventive name, but you know what? You can find me, can't you? Uh, I did like a five-part series just on the rear clip alone. I showed me cutting it off, prepping a new clip, repairing all the rust holes in it because it's a complete pile of shit. Uh, it's lightened by nature. 
measuring it, putting it on, rebuilding the entire rear frame section, the hoop, the you know roll cage, everything. And now we're basically at the point of reassembly. So I'm putting all sorts of videos up on YouTube. Go check them out. Uh, that's what I'm doing in the off season. Actually, I'm really kind of ramping that up anyway, even during the season. So, excuse me, but yeah, that was a process. Um, a lot of cold nights in the shop. How cold is it? Very cold. Whatever it is outdoors, it's it, that's what it is in my shop because there's no insulation, and I beat that horse to death. Um, but I had the propane heater on a little bit, and that kind of took the chill out of it. And I'm using a crappy old Harbor Freight welder that has gotten me through a lot. And uh, I've got it all pretty well done. And uh, a couple things fell my way. A couple things didn't. But it all measures out. I think it's straight. Like I measured all the datum points from GM. And like they all seem to be fine. And then I tacked the whole thing together. And I put the suspension on it. Stuck it on right height blocks. And I strung the car. And it seems to be even on both sides. So I'm like... Well, I don't know what the hell to do now except weld it up. So that's what I did. I just welded it up. Now I have no clue what the hell the car is going to race like because it's completely different. And you can actually see how far off the car was. And I think it was actually a little bit bent when we first put it together after we bought it. Because when I put the... I put all the interior tins and stuff on it and all the braces. And you can see where the jack bolts, like the holes are cut for the jack bolts so I can stick an extension down in there. When I I didn't cut the tins out or the or the uh, mounts, uh, uh, braces I mean, and um, when I put the new clip into it, they fell pretty much back in place. But I look at the holes, and the holes are like off to the left by two inches, and I'm like, holy crap! So I had to cut all new holes in it and everything. And man, it it must have been off by quite a bit. So I'm wondering how bad it actually was because i've strung the car before in the past and it i i thought i was doing it wrong that's how bad the measurements were so i would do it like 50 times and i'm like why am i still getting crappy measurements i'm doing it off the frame doing it off the rear axle i'm doing this and that the other thing you can't be this far off i cannot be this far off i must be doing it wrong like i swear to god the rear end was like turned to the right by like three inches like if you if you took the track of the rear tires and put a, a line all the way up to the front tires, nobody can see my hand motion, but, you know, it's an audio show. That's going to make your car want to turn right coming off the corner. I mean, it's turn left coming off the corner really lot. hard. Like, the lines, I swear to God, it was like three to four inches outside. Yeah, you're going to want to swap right rear ends with that. So you know? it's. I thought I'd put the mounts on the rear end wrong, but I think that I was actually right the whole time because <laughs> I had a jig built. And I think I was actually correct because I put the stock rear back in it and it's sideways. So I think the the rear end was just kicked to the right way too far. And it was just, I couldn't tell if it was crab walking because I never got good video of the car straight on. Well, it's going to crab walk. We all... It is a little bit just based on ride height, but I bet you it was way off. Yeah. Yeah. So at least I got something to look forward to now. I've got, you know, a lot of work to do. But hopefully we're actually going in the right direction for once. That would be nice instead of, like I said, I think that it it's not one incident that caused this. I think it was numerous times of me getting hit in the rear bumper or hitting the right rear or slapping the right rear off the wall. 
off the wall or another competitor get up into you. Well, there something. was a big wreck in 2018 with Phil when he and um, oh, so this is Meg- his fault then. No, it's it's one of the issues that I had because he's hiding. Uh, but <laughs> he and Meg Fuller wrecked off a four, and I cranked it left to try to miss it, and I got hit in the right rear so hard it tacoed my rear end. Yeah, I hit so hard it popped the lid off of the brake master cylinder. With- Who did you hit? I don't remember who I got, if it was Meg or you, because I was too busy looking away in horror. Uh, it wasn't me, because I never had to fix anything on the back was it the Mike? Car. Was Mike Palin in that wreck? Mike Palin. <laughs> Poor Mike. Poor Mike. Mike. Mike Palin was under me. And by under me, I mean like reading the serial number on my oil pan. Uh, it was one of the three. I don't know. It could have been he, anybody. He almost but... sent me over the wall. I, somebody bounced off the wall and just drilled me in the right rear, and it ripped I the think, whole... I think that was Meg. It ripped the upper trailing arm off the rear end. It hit so hard. Like, it split metal. Like, I should have known something was bent then. Yeah. You know? And the car was never really the same after that. I think I won one race in 2019, but that was... That race, to be fair... I was ninth at halfway, and people just kept dropping out, and I kept having good restarts, and that was pretty much it. Once the car was on its own, I could I could do something, but in traffic, the car was awful. And I'm like, why is this car so bad? And I guess I figured out why. Well, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, I figured out why. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're fabbing. We're doing work. I'm looking at upgrading some equipment, maybe with the help of a Harbor Freight credit card. <laughs> And zero interest financing. Did Santa give you guys anything good for Christmas? Yes, he did. Uh, Jesse is an enabler, and <laughs> much to the chagrin of my mother, uh, he gave me a bump steer gauge for Christmas. So I'm like, hell yeah, nice. setup tools. So we're now gonna... I just have to learn how to use it. Oh, I know how to use it. I've used one before on the car. And I've gotten it pretty well set up. It's just I really want to go back through it because you never know with wear and tear and beat and banging and stuff, something might have got bent and maybe I have to go back through it again. So, and then I put jacking bolts in the front so the uppers might have the upper location might have changed because you got to use aftermarket crap and you might not get it completely right. You know, stuff like that. So we're gonna go through that. We're gonna go through the whole car. Before the suspension even gets finished, before the body gets finished, before everything gets finished, I'm going to have it on blocks again. I'm going to be doing all of the alignment. I'm going to do all of the geometry. I'm going to do all of the stringing and bump steer and everything. I'm going to rate all my shocks. I'm going to springs. I'm doing everything. It's going to be a completely different car, hopefully. Hopefully. So it sounds like you might be waiting on rules, too, right now, because if you're going to be uh, redoing all the front suspension and going through that... You kind of want to know what suspension you're allowed to run, right? I would like to know. Uh, I would really like to know. <laughs> I'm just kind of building it by Stafford's standards, kind of, and whatever last year's rules were. I mean, it's all probably going to be the same parts. It just matters what we do with it, I guess. But um, at this point, I'm just kind of doing what last year was and just kind of setting it to whatever, you know, Optimum geometry I can find is, basically. That's about it. So we're at that point right now. I literally just got the engine back into it before I took a break for Christmas. Uh, Engine transmission's back in, but it's not, like, tightened down or anything. It's just kind of in place. I made some minor, you know, adjustments and some 
repairs here and there just to get it back to you know a little bit more square and a little bit less beat up because to be fair i'm pretty hard on equipment even though you know i've got to pay for it so anyway why don't we move this thing on jesse by the way i'm sorry did you nope damn it <laughs> i'm just happy to be out of there alive be out of where oh just uh christmas the bread season. box yeah christmas I just, season if people know my business I, or what i do for a living i've finished my 15th season there and i'm shocked that i've been there that long so and i got 20 at least 20 more to go that's okay <laughs> people leave me alone that's fine i like a job where i'm on my own sun drop that must be a southern thing phil's holding up a can of sun drop jesse uh, dale dale jr soda was it just not it's like walmart sprite what is it no it's <laughs> kind of like mellow yellow oh okay I didn't know if it was like Dr. Thunder or something weird like that. Like it's some weird no, off Mountain Dew. It's honestly more similar to Surge than anything, I think. Oh, fuck Surge. <laughs> I used to drink Surge a lot, and it made me uh, incomprehensibly angry for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Just no reason. It was like that- I used to love that stuff, oh. and it came back for a while, and I, I like stockpiled cases what of it. What was that energy drink that was kind of like Surge? It was like a green bottle. Jolt. No. Not Jolt. It was like a greenish bottle. It looked like antifreeze. What the hell was that stuff called? Damn it. I don't know. That made people angry, too. I think that made Jesse really angry doing that, Sobe? No, that wasn't an energy drink. That was some kind of hipster drink. Anyway, Jess, what do we do for the second segment of the show? Is it time? It is absolutely time. By the way... We did not forget, people. It might be the Christmas episode. There might not be racing going on, but there's always time for the dark comment of the week. Yes, absolutely, I did not forget. I did. <laughs> I, I didn't have to rely on Phil this time because I found one that just spoke to me here. So this week's DARF comment of the week comes to us courtesy of our friends at the New London Waterford Speed Bowl and poor Mitchell. Oh, poor <laughs> Mitchell had to read through this garbage? And he has to, poor Mitch has to read through this crap every post. If you're the social media, uh, was it Lee? This is one of the things that's called a job hazard or something. I guess so, but like I said, if you're the social media person, liaison, whatever the case may be for anything, you're going to catch flack. You're going to catch shrapnel for everything. So he posted this up because why not interact with your fans with some fun pictures, especially the ones that he took because he does way too much work and gets paid way too little there. He posts a picture of the street stocks three wide. Okay. There is, let me see here, Al Stone, it looks like Sean Gadeke and Tony Macrino three wide coming off of might be turn two. I can't tell. It looks probably turn two. And he has the caption written that says, Street stocks are three wide a lot, aren't they? And I tend to agree because we're animals and we love it. Certainly. Absolutely. All right. So this week's Darf comment comes from a quote-unquote fan named Roger Bertini. He said... (laughs) (laughs) Look, Phil's snort. (laughs) Sorry. Phil Snort got me he, there. He knows it's going to be bad with his last name is Bertini or whatever. Okay. I'm just instantly thinking of the accent. 
is he's got to be an Italian accent. He's going to be waving his arms a lot and throwing pasta visual at the wall or something. He's <laughs> got marinara sauce on his, his shirt. His name also makes me think of tortellini, and I'm hungry. So a fettuccine. I you're thinking Bertoli. Gives him a legini. Yeah, we got all the inis. Bertoli. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah Bertoli's good. Okay, so this guy, Roger Bertini, not the pasta people, but whatever. <laughs> he he comments, quote, is that a classic car division or an antique division? Okay, there's more. Don't worry. That's not the comment. Is he throwing shade? That's, is that what that is? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Another racer that shall go nameless called them uh, New Hampshire late models. It was Larry Barnett, but he's not wrong. Um. Anyway, and in response to that, he says... Roger Bertini, I'm sorry, says, quote, it's mind boggling. These promoters wonder why they can't get young people interested in auto sports, auto sports. Tell, but, sorry, but tell me when was the last time you seen a 80 and 87 Monte Carlo parked in front of a house? The better question is, when was the last time you saw one parked in the high school parking lot? They should call it the dino division. After all, it's going the way of the T-Rex. Okay. Uh, can I be the first one to say, shut the fuck up, you idiot? I'm sorry. Did that... your parents have any children that live? I'm sorry. Was that a bit strong? No. Uh, allow me to elaborate. What race cars look like and the concept of if fans identify with them is not relevant to the sport. It is relevant to auto manufacturers trying to sell their cars. <laughs> hey, you know what late models were in the 80s? What were they? Chevelles. <laughs> That's right. This is the same window licking <laughs> fuck card. It's sorry. I think Phil's been doing yeah. research over here. Huh? I think Phil's been doing research over here. No, he's just the same type of person that'll bitch about anything he can. Oh, what are you cutting up a new car for to slam bang it you know, yeah. for $400? It's going to be the same thing no yeah. matter what you do. So, Can I just mention? They're just on there for clicks. And so likes. He needs attention and he's a retard. Uh, how many? Race- why is Tony Macrino agreeing with him? Come on, Tony. Is he agreeing with him? He, cl- he clicked like on it. Oh, well, he's also the guy who just spent like 50 grand on a street stock. But anyway, we'll move on. He well, didn't. He didn't. I'm exaggerating, but you know. That thing's gorgeous. Let me I tell love you. that car. It's beautiful. Anyway, uh, how many race fans do you see going out and buying Camaros, Mustangs, and Camrys for the sole reason that they, quote, saw their favorite driver racing one? That doesn't happen anymore. Sorry, it just doesn't. Uh, when was the last time you saw an SK Modified parked in someone's driveway? What about a 1937 Chevy because they're a fan of Legends cars? Do people buy Mercedes because they like the F1 team? Well, probably, actually. That <laughs> might be because they're a... Uh, yeah, forget it. Uh, or how about Ferraris? How about... you? Uh, did you get a Corvette C8 in your driveway because you like their ISMA program? Or IMSA, I'm sorry. I uh, could go on, IMSA. but let's be honest. I, I do like their IMSA program, and if I had 80 grand to blow on a Corvette, I would do it. Yeah, for the base <laughs> 80? model. 80? Ha! That's cheap. I'll take the base model. <laughs> Is it wrecked? <laughs> That's what I mean. Probably. Also, it's no heat, no air conditioning, whatever. You don't need that. I'm good. I could go on, but let's be honest. I know the answer, and it's no. So why does it matter what race cars look like? The reason isn't. Oh, the reason there aren't car counts. Or, oh, I don't sorry. even know what kind of car Phil has. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> what you kind know? of car does Phil have? It's a it's a block of cheese with the wing <laughs> with the spoiler. My car? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what it's called? It's a sportsman car. Yeah. Yes. But it's a it's American sportsman. How do I buy one on the on the showroom floor though, Phil? This is stupid. 
Mine, <laughs> mine is a 1993 Camaro. I'm sure it was. Awesome. I want to buy one now because, you know, that's what you race. So I have I mean, to have the, one in my driveway. The chassis was built in 93. It's a dinosaur. So it kind of <laughs> lines up with that guy's comment. Well, I mean, the reason there aren't car counts isn't because of the way cars look. And thank God no. this guy isn't in charge or else we'd have late models for every division. And that would be it by his logic. Uh, your suggestions would not help racing grow. Your pessimism is what makes racing die. You can't ask everyone to have the same looking car because not only are the bodies expensive, but it's needless. And when all the cars look the same, people get bored by it really easily. Well, that's kind of the way it is now. Yeah. Be quite fair. Yeah, I like the older looking cars. Uh, each division has its own uniqueness to add variety to the show. Their age is irrelevant because I don't see you going after the SCCA for having a Formula V division. That shit's been around since the mid-60s and has remained largely unchanged in appearance and structure for around 60 years, and they still run air-cooled VW bug engines. Rad. That is cool, right? That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I want one. Uh, Can we race those on iRacing? We have them on iRacing. I don't know. We should Uh, run them now. They are gutless. This guy has obviously never been to Stafford where this division doesn't quite have a problem with car counts because they reigned in costs, unlike Thompson and Waterford and, to be fair, New Hampshire, uh, who turned the division into a limited late model and essentially doubled the cost. So, Mr. Roger Bertini, shut up. Stop perpetuating the theory that racing fans are the dumbest sports fans of them all and understand that appearance makes no difference in the quality of competition. I do have an idea, though. If you have any suggestions to, and I put this lightly, quote, improve racing, write them down on a piece of paper, roll it up, and submit it to your asshole because nobody wants to hear what you have to offer after speaking this. Be a fan, but be a quiet fan because you clearly have no idea what's going on. And may God have mercy on your soul and all that nonsense. You're very angry. I'm just tired of stupid people. Wife yells, me too, so I agree. I mean, come on, thoughts? (laughs) Let me open this up to the panel after my rant. I think you said it all, Brent. I think you said it all. (laughs) Pretty much. Come on, dude. Like I said, I mean... Is he going to... He's going to sit there and whine about a stock car being a cult, the stock car now because it's not a stock car. Does anybody inform this guy that Are you can dealing? buy every part, every single part of those cars in the aftermarket now? I mean, who can afford to change body styles every every year is going to be the cup guys and Xfinity guys. And late model guys. Yeah, maybe the late model guys. I don't know. They do it anyway. But other than that, no. And they've been running old. They were, you know, and you know what we were, what I said before about what did the late models look like in the nineteen eighties? Uh, was they had cars that were twenty years old. <laughs> the nineties, they were even outdated because they were running Monte Carlos back then too, and, and Malibus. What were they running modifieds in the seventies? What kind of cars were they Ford before Pintos. the before the Ford Pinto <laughs> in the sixties and seventies? What were they? Down nineteen forties cars. They were cut down thirty four forty <laughs> coupes. They were twenty thirty years old. Right. Guess what? That's what short track racing is: is you dig up old shit and then you make it cool and fast. That's what it is. Look at know? the so, go to Thunder Road and look at the mini stock division and tell me there's a car newer than two thousand five out there. Nope. <laughs> there's not. There's like nope. Cavaliers. 
and stuff out there. It's and neons, you know. It's like, come on, dude. I don't know, but hey, you know what? Thanks for being a fan and keep buying tickets. It will, it, uh, race tracks will take hate tickets. They'll take hate clicks. We'll do it's anything a, for attention. It's a very dumb hill to die on because it's completely meaningless. Why even make a comment about it? I kind of would like to see a little bit more parody, to be quite honest, with like different types of body styles. But unfortunately, racers uh, bitch about it so much that you can't do it. Yeah, We're racing in this specific division. He's bitching about. We have chassis based off of a G metric Chevrolet Oldsmobile, you know, Buick. From the mid or late seventies to the late eighties, yeah, all those G G metric chassis cars. So make the body that there done. What's the problem? If you want to watch a late model with an updated body, watch the fucking late models. <laughs> Seriously, what's the problem here? Oh, it's a dinosaur division. Uh, and it's do they a starter division? Can I just dinosaurs make this point? are cheap. Can I make this well, point? Old cars are cheap. I've already made the point that you can buy all these parts in the aftermarket, so they're basically not forty-year-old cars anymore. Still, but they still put on the best show at any racetrack you go to, bar none. Yes, I don't yes. give a fuck what your opinion is. They do. Go to Seekonk. What's the best show? Sportsman. Street Socks. Go to Stafford. What's the best show? Street, Street Socks. Sox. Go to Thompson. What's the best show? Who can actually pass? Modified street stock. Street oh, no, no, I was wrong again. You, it's unless it's a unless it's a tour type modified, then they suck at Thompson. Modified suck in general. Unpopular opinion. I think my wife is uh, coping quite well with. Uh, I don't know. I I love modified. <laughs> I, love, I wish this was a. I wish this was awesome. a video show. Still, I really do. I really. I should have gone on. I should have gone live on YouTube because I can do that stuff now. <laughs> yeah, we should start doing that. I should just go live on the old YouTube channel because I got enough followers. I can do that now. But yeah, the uh, look of race cars, completely meaningless. Don't care your opinion. Goodbye, sir. Feel free to come and watch the races, but leave your opinions in your uh, own and, asshole. And you owe me a beer. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. This thing's quite warm on my All head. right. What do we got for news? News from last week that we missed. Actually, it's not really last week. It's the last few months ago, I suppose. But, uh, you know, it's the same rule applies, I suppose. Do we even have a... The music have, died. We don't have music for that, do we? Oh, we did, but I forget where it is. So, whatever. News from last week that were last month, whatever, that we missed. All right. So, by the way, we called two things that ended up being true. Hey, there it is. All right, the two things that we called that we've been harping on, and we were some of the first people to say it and stuck to our guns about it. One of them only took two and a half years to happen. Ty Gibbs and Ryan Priest both went to Cup, like we said they would. Yeah. By the way, I figured I'd let everybody know that. We're not right all the time. Oh, and and I was right also by saying that Cole Custer is going to stay in the organization one one way or another, and sure enough, he is because you know it's funny. Was you know it's funny? There was no way he didn't. No, no, no. I've always said that he was going to stay in the division. I said he was going to go to Xfinity, and nobody believed me. And I'm like, I guarantee you, he goes back to Xfinity. No, he's not. His dad's. He's going to stay in the organization, but he's not going to Xfinity. He went to Xfinity. (laughs) I only. I'm never right. I'm never right. But I get to I get to celebrate the one time I'm actually right. 
So we were collectively right, and then one time I was actually right for once. I'll be wrong next the, segment. Don't worry. The about only it. thing I will say about the Ryan Purvis thing is I really think the uh, Almirola coming back really threw a wrench in how that all went down. Yeah, there's an empty seat. <laughs> it's still an empty seat. I'm sorry, <laughs> Almirola's been an empty seat. He's a. It's the blind squirrel rule. He can he can basically limp into a win almost once or you know every couple years, and he means he maintains a seat. I don't know why. <laughs> so he has really good sponsors, I guess, and they believe you, in him. You see that Ty Gibbs is taking the fifty-four instead of the eighteen too. I did, and I genuinely don't care. <laughs> I just, I just think it's going to be weird to not see the eighteen. Wait, what? What was the age his dad and uncle died at, Jess? 49. Okay, good. It's not 54. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to use that name ever. Stanley Smith don't want that name, or don't want that number either. No. Well, I pulled that one out of my ass. Stanley Smith, the only man to survive a basal or skull fracture in NASCAR. Oh, one of the few. Well, the at few. least in NASCAR, yeah. Oh, Jimmy Horton did too, I think. Nah, Jimmy didn't get one. I don't think he did. He went over the wall when Stanley Smith got his. Yeah. Yeah, Stanley died a few years or a couple years ago, or maybe even last year. But nice dude. Anyway, all right. This music makes me want to shoot myself. All right, let's kill it. And that was the it. Music, for... not me. All right, that was the news from last few months that we missed because we haven't been on the air for a while. At least we got it right. All right, now it's time for us to eat crow. <laughs> what do we got? The SRX schedule was released. <laughs> And we said Stafford probably wasn't going to be on it because they've already been there twice. And if I ran SRX, I would want to go to different tracks to try to spread short track racing. Well, they're the first track on the schedule for next year. Listen, listen. I'm going to be fair about one thing. The Stafford schedule didn't come out before the SRX schedule last year. So with the SRX schedule coming out. I mean, the uh, the Stafford schedule already came out, and all those Fridays, I looked at them, and I was like, there's no way they could fit a Friday. No one knew they were going to Thursday. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they didn't. They they held the Thursday thing to their chest. Now they're going to have Thursday Night Thunder on ESPN. Right. By the way. That's a multi-year deal, too, so they paid some good money for that. Hey, that's awesome. But um, in keeping and with And it's the, lined up really well with the cup schedule. It is. Uh, I'm hearing rumors that there's a lot of cup drivers very interested in coming to Stafford or former Cub drivers, so keep your eye on that. Um, yes. You know what's funny is that Stafford is pra- is probably their biggest sure bet because oh, yeah, it absolutely. always kills. Oh, Thunder Road's going to murder that as well. Yeah, they're going to draw so many they're people at Stafford and, and Thunder Road. It's, it's, it's a sure bet. It's a sure win. Yeah, Thunder Road's yep, going to be awesome. That's a big place. Thunder Road is like Stafford's little brother. Like it's an amazing facility. They have awesome racing and it's top notch. But like Stafford is just this much better. You know what I mean? It's it's again as in keeping with the with the theme, I'm sorry, of race fans being the worst in history, they can't find anything they can be happy about. I saw the post for the SRX schedule. The first comment was somebody saying, Oh, it had to be on ESPN, now I can't watch it. That should be the honorary Darth comment of the week. <laughs> we can add who it. Does it da- who doesn't get ESPN? Bro, stream. It's everywhere. You could pirate it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, it's so I easy. can pirate anything, you know. It's but so easy. 
But who doesn't have cable or streaming or satellite or whatever? Streaming is right. half the price of cable. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you still get all this stuff. It's highly accessible. I have streaming. I haven't watched it. This in like isn't three like you're months. watching it on. <laughs> you're not watching this on Showtime or HBO or whatever. It's or not God pay-per-view. forbid Peacock. Yeah. You know, this is on a major television network. It's like basic cable. ESPN is essentially basic cable. Whoever says that is still has tinfoil and rabbit ears on the side of their house. That's probably all full of shares. Yeah, or (laughs) yeah, it's full of mildew and tree branches. It's a trailer. We know this. It's a trailer. We do. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhere in Florida. Even when I lived in my first apartment and had zero money, we still went down to the cable box and pirated shit. I just broke the lock off it and just tied into somebody else's cable. See, <laughs> it's easy, it folks. Stuart City, it was easy enough. Then they caught on and they right. fixed it. But that was when I moved out anyway. Oh, but when it, I was a kid, my dad worked for the cable company, so we always had free cable. See, you were the kid you'd be friend for the hookup. Yeah, we would be boys, right? We'd be watching Skinamax, right? Nightly, fapping, furiously, I mean, back had, to back. We had every channel. Oh, of course you did. Yes. He probably climbed the pole and was like, "All right, I can get the." Uh, the, the, the specific box from work, and I'll trade it out for you. Are you seriously mentioning climbing the pole while he's talking about fapping? Oh, Jesse, freezing? <laughs> fapping back-to-back, we would be boys, dude. Oh, yeah. Furiously. Well, we would need two TVs, though. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys talking about each other? This got really weird. <laughs> My wife is horrified. As anybody I'm else horrified. Would be. I would be. Yeah, I would be. By the way, well, you guys, what this? That's not normal. Come on, phrasing. I have never phrasing. once watched porn with another dude. <laughs> I don't know how the didn't. hell you could even consider that. Well, you got to get a group of you together and steal the the person whose no. whose older brother has it, and they just like steal it and run off to someone else. Well, you've house. never done that. Come on, group of a group you're, of kids stealing their you know. You're gay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, next subject. All right, moving on. All right, the SRX schedule, by the way. We can deep dive into this one because there's a few new tracks. All right. Not SRX. Correct. July 13th, they go to Stafford Springs, Connecticut, Stafford Motor Speedway. That's a Thursday. It's going to be on ESPN. They're trying to bring back Thursday Night Thunder. If you're our age, that was the shit back in the day. Loved watching Thursday Night Thunder. It was amazing. I loved it. I would go across the street to my uncle's house because he had. Cable. I get to wa- I got to watch Jeff Gordon and Jack Hewitt and uh, Eric Gordon, no relation, and it, and everybody just Tony Stewart kick ass at Was USAC tracks Benny all Gordon over there? the place. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Reference. Whew. There it goes. All right, so Thursday. Well, Benny Gordon is another racer, but I'm just thinking oh, of other named Gordon. Oh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. All right. July 20th, the next week, Barry, Vermont, the Thunder Road Speed Bowl. These are all 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on ESPN, by the way. Well, no, no, no free ads. That's my but... bedtime. Yeah, right. We're over, we're almost 40, so we get – well, Jesse is. I'm, I'm going to be at this point. Shit, <laughs> we're going to have to shift iRacing night. <laughs> <laughs> or we could just be men and stay up like we're supposed to. All right. Um, Thunder Road, July 20th. They're going to go to July 27th, Radford, Virginia, Motor Mile Speedway. Uh, let's see. August 3rd, Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's a cool place. Berlin Speedway, or Berlin Raceway, I'm sorry. There you go. That's another good place. Four good asphalt tracks. 
Uh, and then August 10th, they start the dirt schedule. They go to Eldora, shockingly. Uh, and then August 17th, they go to Wheatland, Missouri, Lucas Oil Speedway. Not to be confused with Lucas Oil or IRP or whatever the hell that is now. It was IRP, then ORP, then Lucas Oil, then it's... What is it now? I don't even know. But anyway, I think this it's back is, to IRP. This by, is... Uh, presented by Lucas Oil or something. This is Lucas Oil Speedway, the dirt track in Missouri. I M- think that's Ken Schrader's track. M.O. is Missouri, right? Okay. Yeah. Is that yeah, Ken Schrader's track? I believe Jesse's correct. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. That's, I think that's Ken Schrader's track. More than likely, yeah. yeah. One of them, anyway. Bla- Blaney has I-55, doesn't he? Sharon Speedway. Oh, Sharon, that's what it is. Yeah, they went there last year. Kenny Schrader has I-55 also, then. I believe he does, yeah. I think Lucas Oil is its own kind of thing. I don't know if anybody's really tied to it. That's a big name. But, uh, yeah, August 17th, they're going to be there. And uh, five, no, six weeks in a row. Good summer stretch. That'll be fun to watch. I'll have that taped on my DVR. Yeah. Because I think there might be some that go up against the Thompson schedule, which was also announced finally. Oh, nice transition. That like good. that. I, I still got it. I got the little rust on, on the brain, but we're still going through that it. That was here. very good. All right, Thompson schedule. They announced it. Guys from ACT and pass. Leasing the track for a third time. Please, by the way, come out and watch these races because if it's not successful, they're not going to do it anymore. And then Thompson Speedway goes away. I mean, the track will still be there, and they're going to run road course races, but nobody runs the oval. They're not the. Tr- That's sad. There wasn't Thompson- a, there wasn't a lot of cars, but God, there were some good races last year. Yeah, there was. You know, there really was. I mean, I thought we put on. Place always good shows puts on good racing. It yeah. does, but people got to show up. You know, I don't know if people like the shorter schedule or not, but it's like, guys, if you're not showing up, they're not going to do it anymore. How many? How many races are there? There are six, I believe. Yeah, that's what I thought. I counted six. How the hell can you race for a championship on six races? It's well, ask them. I don't know. It just sucks. <laughs> I get another podium trophy this year again, by the way. Still haven't got the big one. Yeah, if you race weekly, you probably get the big one. Yeah. Oh, geez. Phrasing? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing? There we go. Seriously, I, was, I was actually looking back at a post that popped up in my memories the other day about uh, the the shortening of the schedule when it first happened. And, and it seemed like everybody was okay with shorter, but they wanted like 10 races. Well, I remember we raced there weekly until it basically ended. We started in 2002 and raced there weekly until they started construction. And then the schedule started in to 2012. go. Yeah, started to go down and down and down. And then it basically went away completely. And then it, people are now trying to lease the track to just keep it alive. Yeah. And p- the problem is, is race fans are all elitists for no good reason for whatsoever. They have no foot to stand on there because they're like, oh, it's a weeknight. I can't go. But they have no problem going Friday nights to Stafford. That's a weeknight. Oh, it's the but end they'll of the week, go though. spend the night at the bar on Wednesday. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they don't have to work tomorrow. That's a, that's also, you know, a, a thing. You know? Can I be honest? Yeah. All the racers have to work tomorrow too, on on Saturday. <laughs> no, Thursday, uh, Wednesday nights at Thompson, people don't show up because it's a week night and they have to work the next day. Uh, I have to work Saturdays, but I show up Friday nights to Stafford. Uh, I have to work Tuesday, Thursday nights. I still go racing on Wednesday nights. There's no excuse. Oh, I'm going to be a little tired. Go to Duncan the next morning. Get a perk. Just freaking get there. If you don't show this up, is true. it goes away. 
This is true. And they've got Scott Tapley running it. The guys from Pass and ACT are running it. It's a quick show. You don't sit there yep. all night. This is true. You're not going to a Florida it's gonna be even quicker. where you're going to roll features at 1 a.m. And you know something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the nights are going to be quicker because the Sunoco mods are only going to be on Icebreaker and World Series weekends. Yeah, because they put on week shows because they haven't brought car counts. Well, the, the reason is why, as written on their website, is so that the Sunoco mods can focus their time. They don't have, they don't have to make them choose to uh, be at either and, Stafford or Waterford or, or whatever. So they're giving them a break. And they also still, still have tire problems. So they're going to run divisions like ours. And tire problems. Yeah, they're going to run divisions like ours that put on good shows, but we don't need four fresh tires for every single car or six every week. You know what I mean? We can run one a race and be totally fine. You know what I mean? And so here's the schedule, by the way. I've been, I've done enough bitching, but please, people, it is racing. It is Thompson, and if you don't come, it goes away. It's Thompson. It is my I'm going to talk track. about a track going away pretty quick, but... Um, Friday, March 31st, they're going to have the Icebreaker Practice Day. That's the start of Icebreaker Weekend. It's March 31st through April 2nd. That is going to they're going to they're going to iron out all the divisions that are coming and they're going to compete in uh a few weeks or months maybe or it's going to be soon. Uh let's see. Then they skip May completely and they go to June 21st for their Oh no. Yes, I'm right. June 21st for their uh, second race. They're going to do some dash for cash for the open modifieds with shorter races. Did you hear about that? The open modifieds are going to make them do 50 laps with no pit stops. Yeah, they don't have to change tires and whatnot. I mean, it's five grand. It's not a great payout now compared, but for 50 laps, that's not a bad payout. So, all right, shorter race, no tires, no need for pit crews, no need to get guys in there. It's hard to get help on weeknights. We understand that's what they said. So show up and race. You pit for damage only, basically. No tires. So I like I that. I like it. Yeah, it's it's you know a decent payday for like a 50-lap SK race, essentially. So not bad. I like it. Then they go to, uh, let's see, July 26th, a month later, they're going to do the second one for those guys. SK Lights get double features. Then they go to Wednesday, August 16th. NASCAR Whalen Modified Tours first race, probably the Bud 150. Uh, September 13th, third Dash for Cash race. Street Stock Opens are going to show up. I feel like I missed one. No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't understand why they did a Street Stock Open then. Probably to allow guys to come down and get ready before the World Series because they're probably going to have them then as well. I guess. I just think I would have liked to see double features for you guys selfishly. That's okay. But like I said, let them come down and they... They brought a lot of cars for the open race at the World yeah, Series. They did. Jesse, how many cars were there? Thirty plus, at least. Like yeah, they brought a lot of cars. cars so you know what? That justifies letting them have another date so that they can get their setup stuff and and maybe get some tires so that they can show up for the World Series. I like it. That's fine. Then we roll into the World Series Friday, Saturday, Sunday, August sixth, seventh, and eighth. And again, divisions to be announced. Schedules August, are... October. I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Again, I was like, "Whoa!" Hey, I took a month. Short or, season. Took a month or two off of recording. I get a little rusty, <laughs> but at least Phil caught me. October sixth, seventh, and eighth. There you go. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sixty-first World Series, 
And uh, again, they're going to have, I think, three different types of open modifieds. That's the only thing that's really been announced now. MRS is going to run Friday night. Open modified Sunoco 100 is going to be Saturday night. NASCAR Whale and Modified Tour returns for their second date, October 8th on Sunday. So that'll be cool. Speaking of racetracks and problems, uh, did you guys hear about Greenville Pickens Speedway? This makes me pretty angry because I heard yeah. I heard some of the details of it because Slap Shoes went off in his latest video about it. I'm surprised that he's just now getting wind of this because I heard this was going down probably about three or four months ago. Really? Because nobody else up here really knew about it. Well, we're in our well, own I heard here, a little so. bit of stuff about it, and I searched for it actually this morning, and I didn't find anything about any kind of closing. Well, apparently... Brian Brian Murphy posted something a while back on Twitter about it, too. Did he? I didn't even see it. I'd heard something, but I didn't know what track it was, and I didn't know what was going on. But the rumor was that they, they're closing, and they're being basically destroyed and liquidated because of a quick secret unannounced like midnight sale that was not made public and you know they sold the track and property off to developers like under a cloak of darkness and all this other shit and I'm like well what the fuck you know like what just right. happened Yeah there's there's all kinds of stuff going on right now um there's there's talks of trying to make it a uh, historical landmark, so it basically stops them from doing anything. I mean, it's the second oldest weekly racing track in the country. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's pretty long. There I are mean, too many big names that have run there. Too many. Yeah, it's like too it's many. like if Hickory went away. And you know, uh, so, yeah, Hi man, Hickory. I watched Slap's video, and I didn't realize Hickory was in the middle of town now. Yeah, that's, the last last time I went there was probably fifteen years now, and it there was not much around it. That's the problem with racing today, and why you see racetracks going away so quickly. Oh. It's urban crawl. You yep. know, I'm not a big fan of Bill Gates, but maybe he's right. Maybe we gotta depopulate a little bit. <laughs> Start with him. Yeah, exactly. But um, urban crawl, like they built the, they made it a point when they built these racetracks to put them away from the center of town to keep the noise down and put them over there. You know what I mean? Yep. Eventually cities grew out of absolute nowhere sometimes and crawled right up to where these racetracks are. And these are established businesses and these people just start moving in in droves. It's the tale of the oldest time in the racing community. And then they complain and it's like, Oh yeah, goodbye. You got you got to shut it down because it's too loud. I would expect that like, to be somewhere uh, like up north, not down south. Yeah, and I well, mean, well, you got to figure who the hell is moving down there. It's people from yeah. the north. They're all the complainers. Well, I have an idea. How about we burn the houses? Well, that's what happened a few years ago, back when old Daniel Malloy was governor. To Thompson, people were complaining in town, and I got to give the guy this little bit of credit. Governor Malloy was at the meeting, and he said, "Look, this place has been here since 1940." If you, unless you've been in this town since 1940, shut up because this place has existed before you and you knew you were moving into a place with a racetrack. And I'm like, thank you. That's the one thing you've ever done right. Right. <laughs> it's the one thing you've ever done right. And that's exactly yeah, I mean, what's happening to, you know, DeSoto Freedom Factory in that area. And they're trying to build, what, 4,000 houses around the tracks? Yep. 
yeah, forty five hundred houses in the the initial agreement, and they're talking about another, I think, three thousand more I on mean, the other side. So basically, surround the entire track, and, and how it's do you expect probably those no to different survive? than what's going on up at uh, Greenville Pickens? How do you expect these tracks to survive? You 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 took them and you said go over there and build your business. So they yeah. did that and they were fine for decades. And then well, Desoto is the product of them. the The town made people close down a track that existed and said, "Here, we'll give you this piece of land. You can go build a racetrack out there instead." I'd be like, "You better pay me for this land enough to make me build or allow me to build that racetrack." Yeah, and Cletus said it best in, in the town meeting is you wouldn't let me come into this town meeting and say, hey, I'm going to build this racetrack next to these 4,500 homes. Yeah. So how the hell are you going to come in with your 4,500 homes and just build it next to a racetrack? I'm sorry. This is why the government is a bad thing, because you can have your own business and your own property, and if people move into that area and then complain about it, they shut it down, and it's like, well, what right do you have to do that? I was already at gunpoint. At gun, it's literally gunpoint because they have a monopoly on violence, and if you don't comply, men with guns will come to arrest you. Yeah, because they own. It's the literally police. gunpoint. I mean, come on. Look, look at what I just sent you on uh, Facebook as well. All right, this, let me pull this that is up here real this quick. is in regards to the Desoto thing. I know we initially talked about uh, Greenville Pickens, but since you brought up Desoto. And how that whole ordeal went down in that meeting. Right now, it's just everything seems to be about rumors and no official announcement has been made. It was supposed to be an announcement the 22nd. The date of this recording is the 26th. Right. So uh, right now, there's no news. and The, the Greenville no Pickens thing is news. just shady as hell to me. This, it, this reminds me of Adirondack International Speedway, and I hate it. Because that was a, definitely a nightmare. Well, <laughs> isn't this back to the similar to what happened with the Norwood Arena? Oh, probably. It's what happened to all the Connecticut tracks Danbury. and Massachusetts tracks. Yeah, Danbury, Norwood, uh, Waterford. The, oh, Waterford. They're trying. They've been they trying tried to, do to it get forever, them forever, but yeah. they can't because of zoning. And they can't. I thought, I thought the Norwood zoning. though specifically. People, nobody knew that it was getting sold to who it was getting sold to developers or whatever. And all of a sudden, it was just done. Yeah, it's now an empty circuit city that's been closed for twenty years. Is it? Yeah, these tracks around the northeast all got tore down for malls, and then and now because of the internet age, the malls are closing. So that was really worth it, which is stupid to me, but you know, that's how it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, look at 417 Speedway. <laughs> that's <laughs> look at that debacle. Man, yeah, that's that's a story in itself right now. Uh, do do you know the latest on that whole ordeal? Uh, I heard that the original uh, people that were going to buy the property had the basically only had to sign the contract they had bulldozers like idling in the property waiting to bulldoze the thing and then it got like canceled last they minute, backed out or they backed out last minute or something like that they they backed out from what it sounds like in part to us being so vocal and basically bringing a negative light to their name yeah that's how it should be See, race, race fans, you almost can make a difference. You, you get loud enough. And look, the 
417 Speedway doesn't get a lot of people in the grandstands and a lot of cars on the track, but that place seems to be really special to this community down here for some reason. And when the possibility of it going away arose, I have not seen anything like that in quite a while since the Speed Bowl auction. Here's the best part of the 417 saga. Doesn't the property abut an airport? It's right, right across the street. It's owned by the airport. <laughs> exactly. So what's what is it? Noise ordinance or that people don't like it, or is it just that the property is too valuable as land? The the it's too valuable as land. The airport authority doesn't want the racetrack because the racetrack doesn't really make money for them. If it's something else, it'll make money, and that's what they were going to do. Is it was going to be a concert venue with the smugglers company. Uh, it was going to be a concert venue. They were going to doze the entire racetrack uh, and use the grandstands and all that for the concert venue and put like a restaurant and shops and all kinds of stuff over there. Yeah, because Florida doesn't have enough of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> are you kidding Three me? miles away, there's a strip mall. So what do you need? Yeah, come on. I mean. But, but the, the company that came in is called Moto Bros. Um, and they do <laughs> dirt really? bike stuff. So, I mean, we hey, we have the track. They, they, yeah, they said the track was going to stay, but they can nobody do... knows who's mm. going to run it, what the schedule's going to be, or if it's even going to be asphalt. I mean, as long as it's a racetrack at this point, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, it's but, the same. It's actually, you know what's funny? Here's some more Florida shit for you. <laughs> You've got a place like that that people want to stay a racetrack because they're fans of it and that's their community and all this other stuff. And then you've got Orlando Speed World that the owners have the racetrack, but they don't use it. It just sits there. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Because the guy's a drag race guy. He just doesn't want to do the oval track, so he lets the stupid thing sit. Like, you're They a use it for carnage idiot. nights and drifting. I'm like, yeah, okay, so you're a fucking idiot. Moving on. If you're a That's... business owner, if you're a businessman, what's the one thing that will be gr like great growth for your company? Diversifying it, right? Adding right. adding new income streams? Why wouldn't you do that? That is income. <laughs> Sitting Get... there doing nothing. Get this, though. This guy, Ozzy Moya, who owns Orlando Speed World, doesn't just have one racetrack property like this. He has two with an oval that are just sitting there not being used. What the fuck? One did, what else one does this idiot own? SGMP. South Georgia Motorsports Park? Yep. Oh. And he turned the asphalt oval there into dirt and ran it for like half a season and gave up on it. Genius. <laughs> Guy's a fucking moron. Why do people like this end up with racetracks, but people like us end up at like UPS in the post office. Because we should have done better in school. Oh, yeah, that's right. I um, guess we should have made money. <laughs> should have chose different paths. Yeah, we just chose the wrong path, I guess. Or oh, well. we should have sold ourselves to Satan. Yeah, but I'm Obvious not willing answer. to do that. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't like eternal hellfire. It's too warm. And I, I, I don't like pain. Too. I, I don't like, like I'm already here, so. I don't like pain. Yeah. Oh, it's not hellfire down in Florida. It's just warm. Greenville Pickens, though, that'll be sad if that place does go away. That uh, That's I a never got to go loss. there. That's just a big loss. I'd also heard rumors that Terry Hood Action Track might be going away too. Ugh. 
I know. Uh, oh, I that's a big. That. That's a rumor, so though. Think about it. That's a rumor, though. I don't know if that's actually true, but I haven't heard anything other than a rumor yet. So that might not be true. We could be okay on that one. It's just the same situation. The property's too valuable, and people just they'll take the money and run instead of running a racetrack and beating their face into the ground trying to run it. Didn't Hemingway say and, and, something like, "If you love something, it's always it, someone or something." It's always going to be a, a bad ending. Now I'm going to have to look it up. I think so. In, in the meantime, <laughs> we're spending $10 million on repaving Rockingham for whatever fucking reason. We have no idea. Well, I love Rockingham. So Rockingham is fantastic. Back. I don't care. Rockingham is fantastic and one of the greatest tracks on earth, but there's no series going there or no talks of a series going there yeah but you gotta have good infrastructure for them to want to come back so i don't mind the move uh dealing with nascar if it's one of those things where you have to build it first and then they will come to you i don't think we're going back there like remember where when new hampshire was built they never had a guaranteed day they had to build the track first and see if they were worthy of NASCAR going to New Hampshire. And it they had was to get the same, a push date first. Yeah, and it was the same way with all the other new tracks. Yeah, but here's yep. the thing. You got, like, Kentucky yeah. and Chicago going bye-bye. It is yeah. Kentucky, right? I don't remember which one's which, but. Well, yeah, Kentucky uh, and Chicago. They're so, going off the schedule but not ending why as can't, a racetrack. Uh, yeah, but why can't you put those dates? Why can't you give, like, a truck date or Xfinity date or something to Rockingham? That would be nice. Send them over there. But that's yeah, that's the I, same thing. You, you, Rockingham has to build it first before they will come. Yeah, when they I still don't the think infrastructure, I think you'll infrastructure, see infrastructure. Any of that aside, I don't think NASCAR is going there for one simple reason: they're already saturated in that market right now with tracks. That's my problem with NASCAR, though. Yeah, NASCAR. They're, I've I've beaten this horse to death. NASCAR, and let's be fair: if you want to expand your brand. You you know you go to these markets that have major cities and bring your product to them because you could bring people in that want to see it, and they did that. They went to all the major markets. They went to California. They went to Las Vegas. They went yep. to Chicago. They went to Texas. They went to Miami. They they went all these places and. Almost, Where it didn't work, and it worked for a couple years, and then people got tired of it. They got bored with it. Yep. Because it's the only track that they can see. So now it's like receding back towards them because people just lost interest because they got bored by it. Because people are bored by things easily. And so it's basically receding back to where they started, which is where they probably should have been the whole time. You know, I agree. NASCAR grew because it was a regional sport. And people fell in love with it because it was folksy and whim it had some whimsy to it and it was ESPN you know, played banjos on the way to commercial break. Yeah, TNN did too. It was, <laughs> it was folksy. Yeah. And so like they they gained a giant following from people because of that and they gained followings in these major areas because of that. But that following wasn't as big as they thought it was. Nope. You know, I'm not saying that they shouldn't try to keep reaching out to these places. What they need to do is work on the product at home first, make it better, and then try again. I th- I think they need one one road course, one oval out on the West Coast, then Phoenix is fine. Fuck Vegas. 
maybe something in Oklahoma or Texas, and then that's it. Everything else needs to be over here. Vegas is a weird market. It's yeah, Vegas, a, you, you're too. I mean, you could even get rid of the California Oval and keep Vegas. Vegas is just a weird sporting market, regardless. Yeah, I don't think people in Las Vegas care about anything. They're they're just they just seem like lost people. <laughs> like they just cheer for whatever because they're drunk. I think they're on more than that. They just I think they have legalized prostitution, and that's all they really give a damn about. Yeah, but I uh, mean, you you get my point about what I'm saying with with Rockingham is I I think. NASCAR is, they're starting to understand that they chased an uh, impossible fan, yeah. maybe I'll call it. But I, for at least the next five years, I don't see any shot that NASCAR itself goes to Rockingham with the top three series. I think maybe mm. the trucks by 2027. Well, like I said. And ARCA for sure. ARCA will be there next year. Like I said, um... NASCAR is chasing this white whale. Yep. When and they did that, but at the cost of their own product, really. And now they have to work on the product, and they have these interesting and unique racetracks at home, uh, where the guys don't have to really travel very far, like Rockingham. Rockingham's an interesting, unique racetrack. They're bringing back North Wilkesboro, which is an interesting, unique short track. Like, they have options that they can kind of recede back, regroup, and try again. So why not do that? You know N what I NASCAR mean? NASCAR just lost sight of the KISS method. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, lost, they, yeah. They, they, they They literally went after the two things rednecks don't give a fuck about. Technology <laughs> and big cities. Oh, boy. You want to talk about uh, Well, new markets. They they, they're trying to get away from the rednecks and be more... Uh, Head towards the what do you call it the NPCs. I think they're trying that right, a little but... bit. I think that they are trying that a little bit too hard because today they put out a, a tweet that was actually they're retweeting their own tweet and uh, or quote tweeting their own tweet. But it says, "Help us stand up against anti-Semitism and hashtag shine a light to illuminate hope throughout the year." And it's a it's them basically saying. Shine a light on anti-Semitism to dispel the darkness this Hanukkah. I mean, it's not a bad message, but to be fair, uh, sporting sanctioning bodies should focus on sports. You know, because they're trying to pander. I mean, I'm not trying to like deny the message at all by any means. What I'm trying to say is that like if the NBA does this, I'm like, oh my god, just shoot the ball in the hoop. If the if the NFL does this, I'm like, oh my god, just run the ball, hug people. Yeah. If if uh, soccer does this, I'm like, oh god, just kick the damn ball. And hockey, hockey, it's like just hit somebody. You know, it, it is possible to not have a stance. Yeah, you could just say, okay, uh, we are focusing on racing because what they're trying to do. They should just by... say that anti-Semitic that. No one should be anti-Semitic, and that our stance on it is implied because it's wrong. Whatever it is, what they should do is, if someone asks them a question, they'll be like, uh, "We're a racing sanctioning body. Thank you." Because you don't need to pander to people based on. This is just the specific example I picked up. It could be anything. It could be any specific social, whatever justice thing that's going on. You know what I mean? It could be anything. It's not specifically anti-Semitism. I'm just trying to put that out there. But 
any social thing that they basically try to get involved in, I'm like, please don't. Because you're trying to pander to people who don't watch racing. Who hate you. Who don't like you to begin with and never will. Yeah. They're the people who perpetuate the redneck stereotype. And regardless of what you do, that's not going to stop it. We're not talking about uh, we're not talking about the Jews. It's the it's the it's everything. It's the regressive left who is usually behind all this stuff. Yeah, it's like they the, want the to go. The problem is the media has conditioned everybody to want to hear about it now. Yeah, but that's the so thing the, is you don't have to. <laughs> like no, if, I know. Like the, if the, I ran NASCAR, yes, they do because their silence is implied hatred. Well, here's the th- no, yes, it's not exactly. I'd be like, if I ran, yes, if I ran NASCAR and was at a, a press conference where someone said, "What's your stance on X social issue?" I'd be like, "I run a racing organization." It's wrong, or I agree with you. Moving on, <laughs> I'd be like, "Whatever is proper, I agree with." Moving next question, please. And if they keep pressing, I'll be like, "Look, it doesn't matter what I say or answer. I'm never going to have the right answer." Because it's never going. Someone's always going to find something wrong with whatever I say. You know, it doesn't matter. I like turtles. My wife likes turtles. Apparently, I like turtles. <laughs> it's a good argument. Uh, but anyway, like I said, um, I, I appreciate like positive messages, but we don't need to get involved in social things. It's not necessary. You know, people don't need to know your opinion on things. This is why I've taken a huge step back off of social media because I'm like, I don't care. Congratulations. You, you know, somebody posted that they, you know, helped an old lady across the street on the crosswalk or something. It's like, good for you. Here's your social reward. You know, it's like you sh- that was the right thing to do regardless, stupid. Why do you have to tell people about it? You know what I mean? Racism is bad. I've said this in public. That means I'm a good person. Congratulations. You know, I don't care. Racism is bad. Congratulations. You have your social reward in a minute. But it's <laughs> it's it's just silly. Just you're racing. Go racing. Okay? We don't it, whatever. If you can't think of something to post on your Twitter that day, there's plenty of history to go through. Hey, look at this old race, you know. Everything in this fucking world is turned into politics, and it just drives me up a wall. Well, they who can, they who control the the narrative control the thought. So, I so mean, you better bend down on the knee and apologize. Correct. Anyway, why don't we move on? From bend that? over and grab your knees. What? Yeah. Would they? My wife asked the question. Would they? Would they denounce a hate crime against one of their drivers? I'm sure they would if it's a crime. That's the only real issue with it is, yeah, we strongly condemn this crime that occurred. You know what I mean? That's all you really have to do is if so, if a crime occurs, denounce that. Okay, that's great. You I mean, know. they tried to do that with the noose garage pull. The pull, but... the pull existed. They investigated it, figured out, ah, oh, shit, this happened old or a little while ago. No one told us. Okay, well, guess that was a, you know, all right, we got to the bottom of it. Moving on. And then everybody instantly blamed Bubba for something he had absolutely nothing to do with. Yeah, it was COVID times, and he wasn't even allowed in the garage. <laughs> Duh. Fucking people. Yeah, moving on. Anyway, why don't we talk about... Uh, oh, let's move to North Wilkesboro. We've seen a lot of a lot of pictures of that place wow. being rebuilt. Holy crap. They are everywhere on that place rebuilding it. And they're doing it just how we wanted. Yeah, they're making it look the way it used to. 
but they're just freshening it up so far. Okay. So far, which is what I like. And yeah, they had to tear down some of the the concrete walls and re reform them because I think obviously they they redid all of the walls. Yeah, I think on they, the outside. I think they tore down the concrete because they're old. They wanted it's to probably old and brittle. And they have new code for that now. So they and yeah, they're probably old and brittle from the weather. So it's like okay, that was a smart idea to redo that. You're gonna want to put new fencing in on that anyway because they'll tie it into the concrete. Okay, we see that. That's fine. And plus, you got to make it stiffer for safer barrier mounting and all this other stuff. Okay, that's cool. And they're working on the infield, and they're they've got everything torn up. They've got brand new boxes going in above the the grandstands in the old spot because they were kind of condemned. So they tore those old like boxes on the front stretch down or suites, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And they just basically just rebuilt them on the same footing, so they're just Did- freshed. Freshened did up. you see what they did with the safer barrier mounting? Uh, yeah, I think they did some weird grading to it so that if you uh, have to repave it, you don't have to pull them out to do it. Yeah, they, they concreted into the track and the wall, so it's all one unit now, which is probably stronger. But like you said, they don't have to remove the safer barriers now to uh, repave the place. Yeah, they can just bring the grader right up to the wall and just dig right down into it. And not have which to instantly out. tells me they plan to repave it. They have to at some point. Yeah, they, they have, have to. to. I mean, after that, this race, I guarantee it gets repaved for next year. Maybe one or two, but like, I, yeah, it has to happen at some point. But I think they're going to put it off. But I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, like they're going through the infield and they're rebuilding like just all the structure. I can't wait to go to that. That's going to be such a fucking cool event. Do you have tickets? Uh, we are going to be camping in turn three up against the fence. Oh, awesome. We're bringing a pro late and a super late earlier in the week. So we're going to actually and a late model stock. So Who, we're going to be. Who's got the late yeah, model stock? Taylor Watson. She has the late model stock. Oh, okay. Tim, ha- Tim Sozio's got a pro late model. Uh, Daniel's got the Fury super late. And then they're uh, getting Taylor in a limited late model stock, whatever they're called. So that'll be we'll be up there the whole week. That'll be fun. Yeah, because they got a week of racing on the short track leading up to the the uh, all star race, right? Yep, pro late, super late, late model stocks, limited late models. I think uh, Craftsman trucks and oh, they Cup are series. Craftsman trucks again. I forgot. Yes, <laughs> they are Craftsman trucks. Again Rolls off year. the tongue, nice and easy. Uh so it I does. Can, I can reach back into that data that I had stored away back in my brain from 20 yeah. years ago and be like, you can use this again. Yeah, it's like if, it's like if Winston were ever be able to come back to NASCAR. Speaking of that. That would be fantastic. The turn four, I think it's turn four, mural, where it says NASCAR Winston Cup Series on the brick wall. Yeah. They're, yep. gonna, they're cleaning it up, and they're going to clear coat it and just keep it for posterity. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. They're, they're not also going to. It's not a, a sponsored track. They so can't fine. repaint it because then basically you're recreating an advertisement i think technically so if they just leave it they don't have to repaint it but it still exists they got approval too to use the likeness of the logos and all that for the the renovation as well winston never should have left fuck the government (laughs) i know yeah it's all the government's fault i can't i can't wait to see that place all prettied up in red white and gold it's going to look sweet. It's I want to see the red amazing. and white walls oh, again. I really can't wait to see the red and white walls again. I want to see that. They better do it. Can you believe we're sitting here talking about Wilkes-Barre being back? 
Not really. <laughs> I can't. Because the last 20 plus years, I've been like, it's dead. Fuck it. It gives me this I weird. It gives me this weird sensation that I haven't felt in maybe about five or ten years or whatever, and it's called hope. Yeah, it's like rooting around in the attic at your parents' house and finding that toy you had when you were a kid that still works. And it's awesome. It's like, well, my Game Boy. Hey, it turned on. Look, a slot car track. Sweet. Yes. Sparks are flying off it. It smells like burning plastic, but it's awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I stood there staring into the gate. I couldn't get all the way in because I couldn't get a tour from whoever the guy is there. Oh, well. But with my dad, we were just standing there talking, like, joking around, saying, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll come back here and watch a race when it comes back. Never thinking in a million years that he'd come back. <laughs> now you're going back there. Yeah. <laughs> Without him, but. Well, before you're 40, let's be fair. Well, yeah, that I didn't expect. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna, but I might. I, I expected now. to go to a Walmart. Well, it's better than that. Walmart's terrible, and they have too many of them anyway. But all right, so uh, let's see. That's going to be interesting to watch the All Star race there. Oh, by the way, um, anybody hear about the IndyCar video game rights saga? Yeah, I mean, iRacing is one of those things crap. that we all do and especially love in the off season, you know. So this oh, is we kind race, of a, we race iRacing twice a week, maybe three times a week. There's thousands of people that are on there at any given moment, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, and and right now they choose IndyCar says they will end licensing with iRacing, and they were going to go according to Racer.com, it's going to go to Motorsports Games. Which hasn't tweeted since 2018. Yeah. They handle, uh, they have exclusive rights to uh, motorsports games, has the exclusive rights to IndyCar. So that means that iRacing has to get rid of all the logos and all the IndyCar logos and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway events. And, and yeah, they can't have any like big events during the Indy 500 or any of that kind of thing. Uh, they'll still have the cars. They'll still have the DW12. I mean, current events. The current Indy car right now is a DW12, and uh, which makes it almost ten years old because DW12 was 2011. So, uh, so anyway, wait, is this who it is? Motorsport is it Motorsport Games? Yeah, Motorsport Games. They do NASCAR Heat, NASCAR Ignition. They haven't 21 tweeted. And they, they literally have not tweeted since October sixth, two thousand eighteen. They have fifty six followers on Twitter. Right. Uh, well, Holy that's because nothing. Crap. Not a lot is going out. And yeah, I think they're going. Uh, they're going under the NASCAR Heat handle these is this days. a shell yeah company? they're going you know they're going under like nascar heat handle even though they have exclusive rights to like the british touring car championship and the uh isma the the 24 hours of le mans and the Dern series and nascar has the exclusive rights to them too they have yeah nascar ignition 21 was a game they released last year and it tanked apparently it was unplayable or whatever. All console games are unplayable when you play iRacing. <laughs> I mean, so I'd rather play BeamNG on PC and just smash into shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, and, fan, and fans are pretty upset. They they find uh, a lot of newer fans have found their way to IndyCar 
largely through iRacing, probably because they look at the cars and stuff and they go, oh, this is a fighter jet with four wheels on it. Is this thing as awesome as it looks? Yes, it is as awesome as it looks. Indy cars are awesome. And, and, and the demographic of IndyCar is normally older people. They're like engineers and dentists and stuff that that are in their fifties or whatever. So, but new, newer people were coming in through <laughs> iRacing as younger guys. Uh, but yeah, they, yeah, everybody's not happy with it. But uh, the executive director of iRacing, Dale Hernhard Jr., he tweeted, he tweeted like his own this the frustration, saying it was a bad move. And he's right. He's I mean, gonna march right on down to Roger Penske's. I mean. <laughs> Motorsports Games tried to release this game in 2020 <laughs> for the British. I saw that the other day. Oh, good. The Sorry, British good. Touring Car Championship. They were supposed to have a game out in 2020, but that got that got tanked. It said no. NASCAR wants out of the licensing deal. In November, the board of directors uh, was entirely liquidated. They they all resigned because. They had disagreements because the company was going bankrupt. The company right now is threat is getting threatened by NASDAQ. To, their symbols are going to be taken off the stock exchange because it's worthless. Do you want to hear the tweet from Dale Jr.? Yes, I, found, I do. Please I read it. it. Quote, December 21st here, by the way, Twitter. Dale Earnhardt Jr. posted, I don't understand this decision by IndyCar to not continue a decade-long partnership with iRacing. This is such a gut punch for that community. After all, after all, both brands accomplished together, including during the past few challenging years. And he quotes the Racer magazine with the licensing agreement uh, set to expire, which is absolutely ridiculous. So the comp- so all their games have tanked mm-hmm. or are unplayable. NASCAR wants out of the licensing deal. The company is going under. It's doing the Titanic moment where it's about ready to break in half and fall into the freezing ocean. Is the band still playing? And the band is still playing. They probably already left. And everybody's drowning and freezing to death. In their and, suits. And now IndyCar says, ah, oh, yeah, we're going to go with you and you only. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really, really good, dude. And iRacing is... 500 times what this company could ever hope to be i mean yeah no one no one's gonna no one's gonna buy this this is gonna be a total total unmitigated disaster i mean some idiot in marketing decided to cut costs exclusive rights is always garbage i mean look at like madden some of those games are awful uh nba has exclusive rights to all this and it was so much better when there was more than one company because you could figure out which one was going to be the good game and you were able to develop progress within not just the gaming process but in in fan participation within the sport it always grew more with with more eyes on it and now you don't have as many eyes on it now you've limited yourself and it's all going to be garbage did you guys ever play IndyCar Racing 2 for PC? It was basically, it was done by Papyrus, and it was out in the same basic time I did. Period. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. I loved the Codemasters game. The oh, that 2005. one was good. That one was good, too. That was fantastic. Yeah. Basically, what's going on is, uh, they said per their announcement this morning, broadcasters are no longer permitted to broadcast races on iRacing, utilizing the following three cards, effective January 1st, 2023. 
the Delara IR18, the Delara DW12, the Delara, uh, the, 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 the Delara IR05, basically the Indy cars. And that's uh, email from Kevin Bobbitt at iRacing. I gotta do it again. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. So fucking stupid. It's so stupid. You know what we're gonna do, Phil? We're gonna host our own Indy 500. Oh God. <laughs> Could you imagine us idiots in our iRacing league trying to do f- 200 laps? <laughs> we we should do it with because that's about our skill level. Yeah. Right. We just crash every lap when we're in an open wheel car because we're Oosh. we're doing it on a a lot of guys are doing it on a single monitor, so we have zero peripheral vision, and so we all just pile into the turn, just crash everybody. Well, at least you and I have VR. Jesse, we can Jesse's look around, internet lapses know? and he goes goes through four rows of of cars and on then the start, pops up out of nowhere and blows everybody out. Yep, that's me. <laughs> yeah, the oh, VR is God. nice for that. Yeah, if you've never done iRacing on VR with a good computer, holy shit, it's a game changer. Internet. Jesse's got to come over and try it sometime. I do. A lot more than that. Oh, by the way, here's your stock report for Motorsports Games, Inc. from December 22nd. You want to know how much their share is worth right now, Jess? I want to say three cents. $2.80 $2.80 a share right now. It is down oof. It is down 297 points minus 99.07% all time. Yeah. It's basically a penny. That's horrific. It's basically a penny stock. <laughs> They've lost all value. <laughs> yeah. All value. And they said, "Oh, yeah, we'll go to this." Who the hell made that kind of decision? By the way, that is a report from the Nasdaq. They are. If uh, Roger M- Penske was it, it approved this, he should be going to a. He should be <coughs> going. To, he should move himself to a a, a, a home? facility for for memory <laughs> yeah. care or something because Jesus he's obviously Christ. got some. He's yeah, he's, he's got, got some kind Alzheimer's. of Alzheimer's. This I this can't is ridiculous. Stress, I can't stress this Dementia. enough. This excuse me. This company has lost over, over. 99% of their value since going public, and they just joined up with them. <laughs> That's not a red flag to you? Like, holy crap. Someone's hands is in someone else's pants. Phrasing. <laughs> it reminds me of the collapse of Kurt Schilling's 38 Studios video game, and Rhode Island gave him $75 million, and he tanked it all. Yeah, lost everything. Lost yeah. everything. Well, you don't remember that one. <laughs> that was that's what this reminds me of. It is just going to be a friggin' giant, giant Titanic wreck. Yeah. You know what? Let it let it happen because I guarantee you this was done to cut costs. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, by they the made way, their bed uh, lay in it. Let's see. I believe is Greg West a guy part of iRacing? I believe he is, right? Yes. Uh, let's see here. No active tracks for the Indy car, I believe. This was December 21st. Uh, open wheel C fixed. It's like, wow, a whole bunch of tracks that they don't actually race on. That's hilarious. Here's a statement. Yeah, that's Any track that they don't race on is on the um, iRacing series. You want to hear a statement from the PR department? I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. <laughs> Hey, Jesse added a new one. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> Christ. 
Uh, Just ridiculous. Oh, my God. This Uh, is going to backfire on them really bad. Do we have anything to look forward to in the new season? I have a brand new clip on my car. <laughs> Phil's got my car confidence. doesn't suck. Phil's car's not all bound Phil's up. Phil's car's Phil has confidence. The driver still sucks. Yeah, watch but you have confidence. The car's good. And watch, confidence is sexy. Here's, and Brent's got a new car. Watch Phil and I both win next year. At some I point. hope so. That'll be hilarious. Be like, wow, we sucked Dude, forever. Yeah, now we're winners, be bitch. Fucking nice to win in one of these. I can't wait to win again. It's been too long. Anyway, speaking of winning, I got no more notes. Anybody have any final parting thoughts for this thing? Because we'll see everybody when, uh, I don't know, when Speed Weeks kick back in in Florida, probably. couple weeks. It's a couple weeks from now, isn't it? Ah, shit. All right, predictions to win the Daytona 500. Fuck it. Is it the same car? (laughs) Are we going to go into the cars, too? Because apparently they're having huge problems with trying to get those center sections oh yeah maybe cover that a little bit oh boy okay your show's not over yet folks <laughs> hang on apparently uh they are having not surprisingly huge problems and backups with trying to get these new clips and updates done like even taking existing ones and modifying them for the new updates so that the rear of the car is not so stiff I think this Rod- teams that haven't even gotten center sections back yeah, yet. Yeah, Rodney Childers tweeted that the four team has one center section ready. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, hey Jesse! Holy! Yeah. Sh- you Do you the have music. the music queued up? Do you have the communist music played up, queued up for us? Uh huh. Because yes. this is literally why socialism doesn't work. <laughs> Single pair race cars. Like, look, I love crate motors because they keep me in racing, but this is the fucking problem you have when one person controls everything. This is because if it was, this is true. If these teams were able to do this, they would never have this fucking problem. They'd have 15 cars a piece. If this car was designed by racers, not government officials, practically, it would be open to the public and they wouldn't have this kind of problem. It's over government. wants to control everything. Yeah. It's single. And now there's shortages, and now no one can eat food, and everyone's starving to death. It is single-payer race cars. This has now become NASCAR's hollow demore. Everybody wants single-payer health care. Right. This is what happens with it. <laughs> hey, you know what we should also talk about since we're talking about how bad NASCAR is fucking up? How about the NASCAR RTA going and looking into organizing their own races? Oh yeah! Outside of the NASCAR sanction. Oh yes, Does that's right. That this is tell this... you how bad NASCAR is fucking up right now. Oh, boy, how fast boy. did you? How fast was that covered up? Huh? That yeah, that got memory hold real quick. <laughs> <laughs> They'll say that that was. Uh, oh shit! What's that stuff where they say that something happened? And that's Hendrick it behind it too, I believe. Oh, that's that's they're gonna say it was a Mandela effect thing, and it's like no. No, no, no. Shit. Well, they're going to try and cover it up by saying, oh, they were just looking into maybe racing with SRX or overseas exhibition races. No, I'm sorry, we know what the intention is. The whole, because the whole, if, I'm sorry, but the whole concept of the Mandela effect is to try to fool people into thinking things didn't happen that actually did. I'm sorry, but Sinbad was in a genie movie. He really was. I remember where I was when I watched it. Okay. And realistically, <laughs> they're using it as leverage, I think. Yeah, because like because I said before, the 
if you want your pay structure like stick in ball sports, the teams have to own the league, not the other way around. So I think it's a power play by the teams to take over NASCAR and become like teams are sitting there going, "Hey, we don't need you." They need to be the league. That's the way. If you want your if you want your pay structure to change, you have to be the league. Yeah, I I honestly wouldn't be shocked within the next five years to see an IndyCar cart thing. Like a split? Oh, boy. Yep. Could you imagine how crazy that would get? Ooh, that would get ugly real quick. It wouldn't be Tire Wars ugly, but it would be politically ugly. You're going to need some hip waders to wallow through that kind of shit. That is going to get messy. (laughs) Who who are the teams that would stay with NASCAR and who would go with the split? Uh, depends not on how Tony pissed Stewart. off you are. Tony Stewart would go immediately. Not Tony, Tony Stewart. Stewart and Roush would both split. Probably. P- probably Hendrick. Hendrick would split. Probably Penske. He'd probably want to take over. All the independent teams would leave. Yeah. It's, RCR uh, would be the only NASCAR team left. Yeah, but probably. here's the issue. They'd probably only be running on SMI tracks because SMI would be like, okay, you can rent it. But NASCAR yep. owns half the tracks, so. Or would they would they go back to the roots and go short track racing with Gen Six cars because they got a bunch of those Hell hanging around? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, you'd see some packed grandstands and a bunch of fights for some media this, rights. That's for sure. I know we're looking way too far into all of that, but goddamn, if it it's, happened, that could get crazy. It's not. It, here's the thing about history: is it repeats itself, and we it, <laughs> we've seen it happen before. It's definitely not out of the realm of possibility. The fact that it even got into the public means it's absolutely being talked about. Yep. Completely possible. I Mother agree. God. There's a lot to look forward to this year, guys, and glad to have you guys on along for the ride. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, we're going to keep... Are you, you sure you're glad? I don't know. I am, yes. Yeah, we're going to keep the show rolling next year, I think, because we just like to bullshit about racing. So I think we're going to do some... Uh, upgrades to the show as well like uh more format and less bullshitting for two and a half hours video get to the yeah. get to the point maybe we'll do some streams on video maybe we'll figure that out but we'll get we'll stream on when youtube we- when it comes to the nascar stuff maybe let us know if you want to hear about nascar if you only want to hear local stuff right uh that's if we actually get feedback so Ryan Waterman and Adam Gata, let us know if you want to hear about <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the guys from Seekonk and you know yeah yes all the all the uh, Tylers and all those Shawns and guys like that yeah let us know the four people who actually <laughs> interact with us all, all thirty two of our listeners we grew this year yeah exactly uh, okay so any more notes. The floor no. is yours. All right, let's end this, this time thing. I have nothing. Let's end this thing early for once. All right, so, by the way, we got to send a quick shout-out to Cousin Chuck for his birthday. We promised him we would, Chuck happy McDonald. Birthday. It's his birthday on record date, so we figured we'd send him a happy birthday wish real quick because we promised we would. Uh, a lot of birthdays around this time of year. But anyway. I, I do want to say condolences go out to the Carpenter family, John Carpenter Sr., uh, a fixture at yes. Thompson in the pit area, owner of the 47 and the 46 Limited Sportsman's, also the 64 at one point. Yes, I agree. Uh, he, he passed away this week, so con- condolences to his family. He was a great dude. Just to get him away from that thing. Now. We are, get out of there, boy. We're not doing that now. Okay. Get him out of there. <laughs>
All right, yeah, so condolences to that family and their loss as well because we've, you know, seen them around Matt a Buckler, long time. Matt, Matt Buckler, Buckler, get well soon, by the way. Yay. Same thing with Ben Dodge. And Ben Dodge. Yeah, both of you guys get well soon. What? I heard they're on the, the they are on the mend, I've heard. So, all right, you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. You can find us on, uh, uh, no, you can't find us on Twitter. That's an old joke. Uh, you can <laughs> send us some feedback too. Making Laughs Podcast at gmail.com. You can also have your voice heard on the show if you go to anchor.fm slash Making Laps. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and, or, no, Twitter and Instagram. Don't find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BrainGleason01. You can find me on YouTube. Please, I have a lot of interesting stuff there if you like watching racing content. Uh, YouTube.com slash Brent Gleason. You can find Phil at? Uh, at P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-S Racing on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Go click the buttons and tell me you don't like me. You can find me on playing Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, the boy got some new uh, Nintendo Switch games, and he's enjoying them quite a bit. So, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can find Jesse on this show. In a rock. Under a rock. Resting. Under a rock. Boy, how? It's a boulder. It's, it's a I'm boulder fat. now? Okay. It's fat. not just a boulder. All right, boy. How do we, boy, how do we end the show? Do it nicely, please. And you'll get me. Pokemon cards. Keep the nurse and down, stay on fence. Thank you for listening. Great, now I gotta buy Pokemon cards. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Yeah.